Hello, I'm Stephanie Belcher. And I'm Del Belcher, and welcome to Two, two Peas in, in a podcast. podcast. A relationship advice show from two people who like each other very, very, very much. much. We are so close, so close to that big old day where the man comes down the chimney. And, and get, we celebrate the birth of Christ. And we celebrate the birth of Christ. We celebrate a reindeer. We celebrate Jesus and how he fought off old man last year and brings in the new year as the new baby. Do you think the new baby for the new year baby and Jesus are related? No. You don't think they have anything to do with each other? I don't really care. Oh, come on. I think the new year, I don't get the new year baby. I think it's a dumb concept. <laughs> All right, and that's how we do banter on the P podcast. Uh, well, welcome to the show, everybody. Well, I've never met anyone that's like, you know what I love? The New Year Baby. <laughs> never met a thing. Never met a singular person. I think there's a movie about it on Netflix, and I've never even been able to feign enthusiasm to try to watch it. The New Year Baby fights off the old man last year and says, listen, old man, I've had enough of your shenanigans. 12 months, I'll be you, and I'll got to make space for that new baby again, so there can only be one of us. There can only be one Highlander. Anyway, it's that season, it's the time of the year, we're in that holiday creep almost to the end of 2017, and what a year it has been. Mm-hmm. So fun. And speaking of fun, we have some fun reviews. Someone left us a nice review. They did. Yeah, they did. Uh, let me read it to you. It's from Bite Sized Theology. That's their name. That's a fun name. And uh, it's from, and it's called Loads of Informative Fun. So I'm very excited to read this. Let me pull it up right here. And here's what it says. I'm a bit of a nerd, and I highly enjoy the information presented in The Split. Not that I don't also enjoy P's and Q's. Dell and Stephanie bring great perspective to the issues discussed and balance each other well, hitting multiple angles, providing possibilities, and giving the benefits of a doubt where appropriate. I'm thrilled to be fully caught up, yet sad at the same time because that means I only have one episode per week to listen to on my drive to or from work. That's really That's nice. That's a good review. Thank you. I appreciate that. Five stars from them. Bite Size Theology. Thank you so much. We appreciate that. So if this is your first time listening, this is Two Peas in a Podcast. The show has two parts. The first part is P's and Q's, mm -hmm. where we take a... Uh, questions from you our pod squad and then we try to talk about them the second part <laughs> is the split where we take a relationship advice article turn from the headlines and then we talk about it then we talk about it we try to talk about it that's the truth so are you are you how are you feeling winding up to the end of the year good feeling pretty good yep any resolutions in your mind for 2018 i think i want to get better at small talk i generally <laughs> So, okay, continue. I generally hate small talk. Mm -hmm. When we walk through the lobby at church, I purposely go behind you, hoping I don't have to talk to anyone about the weather. I'm a pretty good discussion shield. And so I think I want to get better at enjoying that. Okay, well, let's practice. You want to practice right no, now? No, not right now. It's not till after oh, the new year. <laughs> oh, this will be... Okay. Well, we're about to do a podcast where we're talking. It won't be small talk. Okay, well, okay. Come on. Baby. Do you have any New Year's resolutions? Uh, no, just a new year, new me. I'm going to keep growing. I'm going to maybe try some new things. I think I want to try to read more books. 
uh, and I just want to make a keep making a quality good podcast for people. There we go. I like it. We should start a P podcast book club. People post post what books I should read. I need some books for next year. Let me know. I want to know what you want me to read. Is Oprah still doing that book club? The Oprah book club? Yeah, it's possible. We yeah. should start the P podcast book club <laughs> nationwide. Love it. So, Stephanie, you are rearing to go, and we have our very first question. A few weeks ago, I put out on our Facebook uh, people who uh, wanted wanted feedback. What were some good holiday questions that we could discuss? And we've talked about recharging over the holidays, what to do about visiting in-laws, that kind of thing. And we came upon one that I think it sparked a good nerve that I think is going to have some good conversation. I think so. It was a gem of a question. It was a gem of a question, and I'm looking to, how you say, unwrap this one. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it's from Carmel, and she, this is this is literally the question. It's one sentence. Okay? You ready? I'm ready. She writes, who is the gift of lingerie for anyway? Question mark. Period. The end. And that's a good question, because I'm led to believe by television such as Friends, and movies, such as Christmas Vacation, that lingerie is something that you buy for a partner. And I can see part of it, of the, there's a value in feeling like sexy and empowered. But I've never bought you lingerie because I think if I, well, I've never bought you like surprise gift lingerie because I feel like if I did, my the outcome I was expecting would probably not happen. <laughs> well, I think we need to back up. I feel like you're putting the cart in front of the horse on okay, this whole lingerie okay. thing. So who's it for anyway? Well, that's my question. Who's buying it and who's receiving it? it yeah. Yep. Because well, I don't know who we're assuming here. Okay. Are, like, are we assuming I've bought it or you're buying it? And so, I mean, I guess whoever bought it and whoever it's being given to, there's an assumption in that. Okay. So let's go back to what I, what I was thinking is that from the, my perspective and what I've seen is that it's usually the guy buys it for his lady partner, this lingerie. And I'm assuming there's the thought that she'll buy it, she'll feel sexy, and she'll feel like... Mm-hmm. Wait, she'll receive it, you mean? Yeah, she'll receive okay. it and be like, oh yeah, hoo-hoo. And then they'll do some uh, do some sectotime stuff and everybody will be happy. And so it's kind of for both. From what I've seen, personally, I, I can't tell you. But that's what I, that's that's the conception that I'm seeing out in um, in, the, in the media. You know, when you say that, it makes me feel like the gift of lingerie isn't for the woman of all. The way that you said it for some reason, I thought you were going to close with. So the lingerie is for the guy. I oh, don't yeah. know why. Oh, I think that's I think that's what it is. I think, it, but it's the dumb guy. But we're assuming a heterosexual relationship right. here. And I think there's this guy of like, well, no, it's for her and she'll feel sexy and then she'll want to like be with me. Because <laughs> there's also that assumption that everybody likes lingerie, like women like wearing it and women like showing it off or whatever. Yeah. And there's a, there's a, there's like something about feeling like sexy and empowered and powerful in wearing something that makes you feel attractive. Yeah. I think some people feel that way when they're wearing lingerie. Okay. Some people don't. So how would you answer the question of who the gift of lingerie is for? Well, if we're assuming that it was bought for me by some, by you, you know, Mm -hmm. I would assume that if you were to give me lingerie, I don't know how I would feel about that. Mm -hmm. I don't think I would like it. I feel like (laughs) then I don't like the notion of pressured sex. Oh yeah. And you, you also don't, that's very important. And and I also think you don't like, from my perspective, you don't like things that have something else behind them 
or expect or expectations. Yeah, I feel like there's a lot of expectations behind that. There's okay, well now we have to have sex like in an immediate future, which like I like having sex with you, but it's also this added pressure makes mm-hmm. me anxious. Yeah. And then there's also what does it look like and what is it? Because the <laughs> the range of options in lingerie are wide and broad and go from full coverage to no coverage. Broad, bra, broad. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's good. That's good joke. Yeah. <laughs> well, and what you're saying is you're not buying lingerie to make like waffles in or anything. Well, if you have, I'm just going to throw this out there. If you have a normal, everyday, typical sex life that isn't too crazy, and then your significant other buys you something involving whips and chains, you're probably going to be questioning. Uh, 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 did we talk about this? <laughs> is there something that we need to have a conversation about? Mm-hmm. So I think it depends on what it is. Yeah. I think there is this fantasy that people put in guys' heads of, buy this for your woman and she'll want to have sex with you and she'll feel special. When really it's this, it's, you're creating this like pressured sex situation where there's like this thought of an obligation. And maybe if you're with someone who like loves lingerie and like collects it, or something maybe it's good like I'm i've a- got this lingerie collection that being said i can definitely i don't i can't think of a friend who i think would love the gift of lingerie but i believe that there are people who if their spouse bought them lingerie they would really enjoy that and they would probably love to get that gift i don't doubt that there are people out there where that's a thing okay but as a general rule <laughs> i think i would almost say like guys it's a trap it's a trick don't do it I think my thought is, I feel like lingerie, if you want to have that in your sex life, is a gift best picked out together. Oh. Hmm. I don't know why you couldn't go to, what was it, Fredericks of Hollywood or Victoria's Secret or shopping online if you don't want to be in the store. Mm-hmm. I don't know why you couldn't pick out something that you both would enjoy. Mm-hmm. Well, and there have been times where I think maybe lingerie does work the other way. We're not where you buy me those little tiny silky boxers that I wear sometimes. But sometimes you buy laundry for yourself. And it is for me. And I really like it. Well, and then I think there is also... We're talking about women wearing laundry, but there are definitely clothing items that men can wear in the Mm -hmm. bedroom, which add visual appeal to women. Because I think we're assuming that women are... That men are the primary consumers of... Right. Or that men need to see women in lingerie in this Mm -hmm. scenario. Mm -hmm. But I think men could definitely up their game, too. Yeah. Like, I don't know why you can't be wearing special boxers, something that looks nicer. boxers. Like, bows, whatever. Like my tuxedo boxers. (laughs) (laughs) Where does the bow go? What Mm. would be the sexiest boxers that I could wear? Well, I think it's up to you and your spouse or significant other to decide that. I would say a boxer brief. Well, you are my spouse and we're together. Wait, what's the ones that are tighter? Ooh, like, uh, yeah, boxer briefs. Yeah. Little trunks. But everyone's going to prefer something else. Mm-hmm. And some people don't like that Get at all. those trunks with those suspenders. <laughs> well, <laughs> I mean, because women go see, what is it? Or some people go see the Chip and Dales dancers mm-hmm. or whatever. So Get some what, what are they wearing? Pants, cuffs, yeah. chaps. Whatever floats your boat and chaps. is consensual. Consensual. Okay. So who are the gift of lingerie for? My answer would be nobody. Don't do it. Lose, lose. However, if it's something you want to do and you feel very passionate about, I need to get lingerie for my partner. Um, 
then you should do it together. Or how about, especially if it's like a heterosexual male, female situation, guys, get something a little different than those boxers with holes in them and not sexy holes, but like the wear and tear. I love life holes and just, you know, wear something that makes you feel like, yeah, I agree with that. Do that. That would be a good, good situation. I think I think the gift of lingerie is best served when picked out together. Agreed. I agree. So that um, that Frosty the Snowman set I got, I should I should send back. <laughs> I know where the carrot is. <laughs> ah! Ooh, that was uh, good. Hey, Carmel. Well, thank you for that uh, question. This is uh, a fun thing to talk about, and I'd. Like to hear what everybody else thinks. Yeah. I'd be interested. I'd be interested. So if anybody out there has experience with lingerie as gifts, or maybe you are like a high-end collector of of undies and whatnot, um, let us know. I want to know what you think. So when you see this episode, wherever you're listening to it, post underneath how you feel about lingerie as a gift, especially in the time of giving, Christmas, time, holiday, season, whatever you decide to celebrate. And you can do that on our Facebook page at facebook.com slash groups slash peapodcast. You can also hit us up on Twitter at peapodcast. And, you know, we read that review out earlier. If you want to get your review read and give us some five stars, help us out on the old iTunes boards. Give us five star ratings and nice reviews. That would be super fun. Tell them we talked about underwear. I think that would be fun to read. Mm-hmm. Do it. And next week will be our post-Christmas special. And it's oh, gonna be yeah. so good. So All stick around. Face. It'll be after Christmas next episode. But then we can be ready for that New Year's baby. That New Year's baby's coming to get you. <laughs> so next we have <laughs> the split, where we take a relationship article torn from the headlines and talk about it. So Delbert, what do you believe in love at first sight? Um, I believe in life after love, like Cher once taught me. That's for sure. I have this vivid memory of that song. Yeah. Of um, I was must have been in middle school, and we were driving around. It was around the holiday season, and we were with my uncle Brad and my uncle Paul, and they were driving us. And Uncle Brad was playing the drums on the dashboard because that's what he does. And my uncle Paul was driving, and that song came on by Cher, and they both started doing like this butter churn dance in sync right at the chorus, and it. Scarred me for life. <laughs> and then and then I thought, I'm that guy now. I'm them. Time is a flat circle, and here I am. I would do that now if they were middle school children in the back of my car. So that's a no? Uh, love at first sight? Maybe. Maybe. I guess it depends on your definition of love. But I think you can feel a certain something when you look at someone. So... <laughs> I think you can feel a lot of things when you look at certain people. <laughs> uh, set them up, you knock them down. Way to go. So this article is called, What Kind of Love is Love at First Sight? Oh, yeah, because I've read some relationship books, and there's mm-hmm. like a bunch of different kinds of love, right? There's like friend love and romantic love and that those kinds of love, right? Yeah, and so... In our culture, we tend to talk about how it was love at first sight, and we met, our eye, our eyes locked, and mm-hmm. then we had three babies, and we've been married ever since. If you're a Dracula, there's love at first bite. <laughs> so that's a kind of love. Yeah, I feel like then you're really getting to taste the product. <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm just full of dad jokes today, apparently. 
Uh, so that's something they don't tell you about pregnancy <laughs> is that you turn into like a forty-year-old father giving bad jokes. Uh, so this article is called "Oh, What Kind of Love Is Love at First Sight," and it's written by Florian Zosk at all. I I'm love not, that name. The researchers are from the University of a University in the Netherlands. Okay. So there's five on the article. Uh, all of their names I would butcher. Florian is so good. I like that name. I like that. Uh, it's from the recent December issue of the Journal of Journal of the International Association for Relationship Research. So this is like hot off the press research. You betcha. This is like, wham, here it is. Yes. Th- that's awesome. This is cool. Oh. Very excited. So we're talking about love at first sight. Is it real? What kind of love is it? What kind of love is love at first sight? So if you've always wondered if love at first sight is real, we're about to tell you. I am on pins and needles, my love. So for this research, uh, they had 400 participants. Because okay. it's in the Netherlands, this was Dutch and German students. And the Netherlands aren't that big, so that's a lot of people, percentage-wise. <laughs> that's basically half that's the That's basically half the population. Uh, <laughs> and then they used three different platforms for the study, a uh, lab, online, and then three different dating events. Oh, fun. Yeah, so they used different events with these different participants. Okay. So the, started, the study started out, and it asked participants... Have you had a love at first sight experience? Okay. Delbert, have you had a love at first sight experience? I'd like... mm, Yes? No? I know. I don't know. Actually, I don't even know if I remember. I remember one time when I saw there's a a certain taco restaurant that had a (laughs) taco shell that was made out of chicken, and I... That... Patter, patter. Let's get at her. (laughs) If that was not love at first sight, I cannot tell you what is, honey. I think I've seen someone who's really attractive and thought I could fall in love with you, but <laughs> I did. I don't think I thought like these are where our babies will come. You know, I don't think it yeah, was well, like that. that deep. I guess it depends. That's the question of like, what kind of love is that? Is it this deep commitment love? Probably not, because I feel like that takes having to know someone a little bit. Well, so they asked them, have you had a love at first sight experience? And then they said, okay, so for this love at first sight experience... Could you please note how physically attra- attractive you found the object of your affection in that case? Because mm-hmm. I'm thinking of my instance, and I'm like, hmm, 10. You know, it was definitely you, honey. It was definitely. Wood pet again. <laughs> uh, so they're trying to note the physical attraction okay. scale here when you okay. see someone. Okay. And then they ask people to self-report in this experience their feelings of passion, mm-hmm. commitment, Okay. And intimacy. Oh, okay. I don't know. I don't... I feel like some of them you could be like, oh, yeah, first sight. But I don't know if I could gauge my intimacy with someone by just seeing them for the first time. Well, yeah. And the way that they're asking these people... So they're trying to set up what kind of love are we talking about here. So you just saw someone. What's the scale of passion? What's the scale of intimacy on this five-second encounter? And what's the scale of commitment? Right. And so of these... 400 participants, Mm -hmm. 32 experienced love at first sight 49 times. Okay. That's not a lot. That isn't a lot. That's like 10%? It's less than 10%. It's 8%. Oh, ooh. Ooh. Not not good. Not great. But I also thought it was funny that they noted that of the 32 participants, 
they had experienced it 49 times. I experienced... So maybe there's something where the, the kind of person that experiences love at first sight is just very, like, dramatic. I know. <laughs> oh, my gosh. I was watching some dating show a long time ago, like, like I always do. Mm-hmm. And there was this participant who... It was a show where the women got to see a guy and meet him for 10 minutes. And then if you, the guy didn't pick you, then you get to see another guy and et cetera. Mm-hmm. I remember this one girl, three different guys, she said to each... I'm going to marry him. He's my soulmate for three Ooh. different guys. Ooh. So I think she was in this study. <laughs> and of the 49 times, she's at least three she's of them. She's definitely three of them. Yeah. I Maybe the, is there a, I don't know what they talked about, but it doesn't sound too good for this. Uh, for love. Could, if love at first sight was a person, doesn't look too, not looking too good for them, Doc. Pretty much not. So what the researchers found was that love at first sight went hand in hand with considering a partner physically attractive. Oh, okay. So that may have been more of a person who, I mean, physical attractiveness has has its place in relationship. Definitely. Definitely. Um, but so you're talking about individuals who maybe weighed more the importance of that? On a relationship? Well, I think it was love at first sight. Is that real? Or are you just lusting after this really hot person? Mm-hmm. And I think they're saying it's the latter. You just, you just honey. <laughs> Basically. You just honey, girl. Or guy. <laughs> or person. Gotta get on that. <laughs> or don't. Or you don't. know, <laughs> Probably don't. That'd be better. So they went on to say that love at first sight is not marked by passion. All right. Nor intimacy. Okay. Or commitment, but based on physical attraction. Hamana, hamana. Yeah. It's like uh, Roger Rabbit, cartoon wolf, eyes coming out of your head sort of thing. Yeah, that's a good comparison. And, they, and then they honk their nose and say, ah, wooga. Ah, wooga. <laughs> oh, it's always a woman in a red dress in those cartoons. <laughs> oh, terrible. It's, they have such, if you think about it, cartoons, you really set us up for failure here. Not I doing know. too well these days. What does John Mulaney say? I always thought that quicksand would be a much bigger problem than it is. <laughs> it's like that. Pretty you much. Listen, people. You can't go around making a wooga noises at people you find attractive. It's not a good look. It's not going to end well for you. Well, and you're right. Every time there was like a sexy cartoon character, it was, you know, usually like this short, chubby character. And then this tall, thin woman walked by, like shaking her hips. And then it, I think that was slow music, like. Like it just just a rabbit, yeah. Or even in like Animaniacs, when they would be like, "Hello, nurse," and their character oh, was yeah. like, like a hot nurse character. It was like a, it was a joke so much that it was in a kids show. It's like, oh, no wonder we have all these issues. These I still days. think Animaniacs was for adults sometimes. Yeah, it's not a kids show. <sighs> I mean, I loved I loved it. it. I learned about my geography. Um, oh, yeah, they did that was all good. the in, um, the countries. That was a good song. Mm-hmm, they did a mm-hmm. lot of fun stuff. Good idea. Bad idea. Really great. But yeah, I do feel that as an adult, I'd probably find a lot of enjoyment from that. But that's what we're talking about. That's not love. And some people think that's love. So this article, best summarized, says love at first sight isn't a thing. (laughs) It is that, uh, it is a, like a physical. It's just. It's a physical. Yes. And is, is physical, you can have physical love. Yeah. Not passion. Not passion. Well, okay. So the saying that the love that we all agree on is love, like commitment, relationship, all that stuff is impossible for the first sight. And if you're feeling it, 
Well, they're just trying to classify what kind of love it is. Okay, gotcha. And they're classifying it as physical attraction. Okay. But the question that we're that I think people are going to ask is, well, some people, if you ask them, have you experienced love at first sight in your relationship? I've heard some people say, I saw him, I saw her, and I knew I was going to marry them. Mm-hmm. But they think the researchers in this case say that probably never happened. Oh. What... What's more likely to have happened is you met this person, you developed a relationship, and then as your feelings grew, like you've kind of redefined those memories. And now when you think back on the first time you met, you mark those memories with feelings of love. Because it's probably combined with this idea of like, they are super hot and you have all these kind of mixed emotions and feelings kind yeah. of re and I'm not saying that reconstructing your memories is a bad thing because it happens with a lot of stuff it does um but uh so this could be one of those instances where you're like oh yes when i first saw you that's when i knew oh, you're making me think of this other study it was a study on memory and it was the meanest study ever they <laughs> like a prank study well they what i remember from the study is one little bit where they showed people pictures of their birthdays or something mm-hmm And then they said, you know, like, can you tell me about this birthday? And then they would say, I was five. I know I had cake. I was wearing this purple shirt. This would happen. Like, they described these things. But what the researchers never told them is they reconstructed the photos to change details. So they were never wearing certain clothing items. A little Photoshop job on it. Yeah. And people reconstructed these memories that they might have actually remembered, like parts of it. like. You knew you had a birthday. You knew there was cake. I was born once, and I am older than three, so yes. But they found that details in memory can be reconstructed from a photo. That probably happens... I mean, I know we are all fairly confident in our memory, but I bet that probably happens way more than we think it does. I think it happens all the time. I'm sure I do it. That's wild. So, if you think you fell in love with your partner at first sight, you're wrong? I guess it's... I guess it'd be okay to look back fondly and say, yes, we fell in love at first sight. But I mean, just so you know, you probably didn't. I know. I feel like such a dream crusher. Because I'm like, well, if you want to have that in your relationship and you have a good relationship, I don't think it's hurting anything to believe that. Yeah. And sometimes it's fun to like embellish your like love story. Oh, I know. Yeah. I guess as long as you're not like lying heavily about it and making up total like facts and people and situations. Like you fell in love at first sight. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> we fell in love and she fell off the carnival ferris wheel and i rescued her i caught her and that was it i caught her we've been together ever since mm-hmm. especially because i had to drive her to the hospital because oh, who survives a fall like that nobody does except nope. for her and it was our love that that kept her alive yep very and that good. hospital very good but stuff. mostly my love <laughs> <laughs> well and so steph's gonna have that article up for us when we share the link so if you're listening to this right now just click on our uh, show notes or some of the info for the episode and you can find the link right there and what's the name of the study again what kind of love is love at first sight so we will have that up for you uh, upon release date so when you are seeing this and hearing this that means you can read this hot off the academic presses research paper from the fine folks of the netherlands thanks netherlands thank you um, so that is our episode for today. That was so fun. I, it's our last episode before Christmas. Mm. Oh, sad, but happy and exciting. So next week, we're going to talk all about the good holiday stuff. We, we would have gotten all the way through and uh, 
just really pumped, very pumped about that. And then maybe some New Year's stuff. So we want to hear from you also on our Facebook page. Tell us what your resolutions are, if you're going to make resolutions, what you think about resolutions. Maybe you think they're dumb, because I want to hear what you got to say about what you're going to do for 2018, feeling great. It's going to be good. So uh, like us on Facebook at facebook.com slash groups slash Podcast. Follow us on Twitter at Podcast. And you can also email us anytime you'd like at contactpeapodcast at gmail.com. So, Stephanie, anything else that we have for our fine folks today? We hope that after listening to this podcast, you learn that you can like each other very, very, very much. much.